let's get into um, about health because one of the one of the ways we connected is through health, and that's something mm-hmm. that I guess probably since your experiences with you know falling down the stairs and at the library or you know whatever happened there, it probably at some point after that you you realize hey I gotta get I gotta get healthy for in order to be intelligent. Right, in order to really right. get the maximum out of my body and brain, I got to get healthy. Uh, I'll give you uh, the, the ten things that I focus on for healthy brain. You know, having a superhero brain that I, I call it. I believe that if knowledge is power, then learning is your superpower, and that we all have the potential to have these superhero brains that are living at its full potential. And so, the ten things I focus on—they're not. I don't think anyone's going to debate any of them. They're not so unusual. They're very basic, but I find that common sense is not always common practice. And, um, and so sometimes well, that's what a coach does. A coach tells you something that you already know, but also kind of shows you the areas that calls your attention to things that you're not doing. So, so if, if there were 10 things that I keep my brain healthy in no specific order, I would start with a good diet, <laughs> you know, as, 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 as you're beyond an expert on, you know, you are what you eat. And so I'm, I'm eating, I'm eating those kind of foods that are, are activating my brain. And we'll, we'll talk about a number of those. And I'd love to know, I know you're, you're going to be talking about that at, at the longevity conference. So at, at high level, number one, I would say a good diet. Number two, going back to the habitual thinking and negative thoughts, I would say killing ants, you know, reducing and mitigating the negative self-talk uh, that you have. Because here, here's the thing with your negative self-talk. When you say the things that you suggested, like people say, I'm horrible with names. I can't read all this. I forget this. I'm, I'm growing older and it's not choice. Your mind is always eavesdropping on your self-talk. Your mind is always eavesdropping on your self-talk. And so you want to be able to eliminate or be able to reduce that. One of the greatest things you could do is, is add the word yet at the end of it. So, you know, my, my brain's not working, you know, as well as it can yet, right? My memory is not as good as it could be yet. And so that automatically gives more, opens up more possibility. Number three, I would say, um, besides good diet and killing automatic negative thoughts, three is exercise. Movement is so key for your brain. We know that, that there's a mind-body connection, but there's also a body-mind uh, connection that by using your body in certain ways, it actually stimulates uh, connections, neuroconnections in the brain. Uh, the tweetable is, as your body moves, your brain grooves. As your body moves, your brain grooves. But just as an overall rule, whatever's good for your heart is good for your head. So movement is key. We know that the brain, something in research suggests the brain also actually evolved and its number one function primarily was to control the body's movement. And so there's definitely a deep connection there. So exercise is so important. Plus, as you're exercising, you have more oxygen and all of that good stuff. So that's number three. Number four, I would say brain nutrients, brain nutrients. That if, you know, we, if people are living a very fast lifestyle and they're traveling and they're on the go, that uh, it's not getting all the nutrients they need out of uh, today's, they're out of their diet and out of the soil that they supplement with the um, programs that you guys, that uh, and products that you guys supply. So that's very good. I would say number five is a positive peer group. And this is huge. We, we've, all, we, we've all heard that we're the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. And so who you spend time with is who you become. And I, I could tell you, your, your health, when it comes to your brain's ability to learn and to stay young and youthful, it's not just your neurological networks. It's not even just your biological networks. It's your social networks. Like we know that if somebody is going to have certain things in their lifestyle, if they're going to smoke, it's not so much their genetics. It's like if their friends, friends smoke or if they're, you know, so it's who you spend time with. And when it comes to your brain, are you spending time with people that are encouraging you, stimulating you, challenging you, rooting for you, inspiring you, right? And so that would be important. That would be number five. Number six, I would say. 
Let me hold on, Jim. Let me, let's go back to number five real quick. I'm thinking of somebody who's listening to that right now, and they're in a situation. I just want your quick one too yeah. about this. They're in a situation where they've got a, a family member, or, you know, close friend, or maybe even husband or wife who's not giving them the support yeah. that they need. You know, let's say we're in that situation, and you're totally right on target. You become like those people you hang out with, especially those top five or six people that you're with. What do you do in that situation? What's your advice? You know, one of the one of the best advice that I, I I learned from you over a decade ago is this thing about you know we know that habits are for a lot of people that that's their that's their life right we we make our habits and then our habits make you and sometimes it's hard to delete things out of your life all the time and you know I remember when you were getting people on the right track you would just add something in you know what I mean you would add goji berries you know or you would add like these smoothies or green juice or something like that and as people start to um, to to put good things in, they they start their tolerance and their acceptance for things that are lower vibe aren't there. Now I don't believe that we could easily uh, or have the responsibility to be able to change people close to us because I find that the people closest to us sometimes could be the ones that are well meaning, but they also kind of um, they don't always want us to succeed because sometimes people have a deep seated fear that if you're progressing. And I think some people listening to this could relate to this, that you go to conferences, you read these books, you listen to these podcasts, but some people like a family member, especially that is is intimate with you, doesn't understand why you do it. And what I would say is you should do it anyway, first of all, because you want to be an example of being on that path and the rewards and the fruits that come for that. And so I think that's one of the things I think that we can't always change the person that's with us, but we can inspire them. But also know that where they come from is people do the best they can with what they have often. And it's not from a place of them trying to hurt you. Sometimes when people see someone progressing, it reminds them that they're not progressing or they don't want to lose you. And so I would say the other thing is with those people just to be understanding and, um, and to show them as an example of, of really what, what things could be when you're on this path of lifelong learning and growth and contribution. But I, I totally acknowledge it's not easy, especially if you have a significant other or a family member that is just doesn't have that same shared 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 beliefs and, and path. It's so funny, those individuals are also a mirror to us because I find that we grow a lot. It's not always just meditating on the mountain by yourself. I think those intimate relationships we have where we're vulnerable and those people have influence on how we feel about ourselves. You know, there is a, a Tony Robbins has this quote where he talks about, you know, you you can love your family, but choose your peers. You know what I mean? You, you, can, you can love them, but a peer is somebody that when I'm talking about you know, be around positive peers, you could choose the people that actually that have emotional, uh, significant impact on how you think, feel and, and, uh, and operate. Yes, that was awesome. And you know this because you're your tribe. What I love about your community is, you know, being around people that just inspire you, uplift you and challenge you. And it's not just people being nice to you because a friend's not necessarily a person that just takes your feelings into account. A friend's going to tell you some things also that you don't want to hear that things that you need to hear, that people, there's a difference between nice and kindness. Some people think that they're the same, but I think someone could be nice and placate to you and not want to rock the boat. But someone who's really kind and cares about you is going to tell you in a way, you know, something about your health or whatever, but do it in a way that could be also more more gentle also as well. Um, so that's the first five. Um, as people are writing this down or taking notes, which I always recommend, is good diet, number one. Number two, killing ants. Number three, is exercise. Number four is brain nutrients, supplementing with the things that you don't get out of your diet. Number five is a positive peer group. And then finally, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, really rapid fire 
six, I would say, is a clean environment um, because we know your external world. You know, when you clean the desktop of your desk or your desktop on your computer, you just feel more more organized and your brain is just has more white space. So clean environment, your external world is a reflection of your internal world. I would say number seven, sleep. And that's a big one. I know that's something, Avo, that, that you're a, a big advocate for. Um, because when you sleep, that's when you, you know, that that's when you consolidate short to long term memory. That's where you clean out your brain and that's where you just need to recover and repair. But, but there's so much, there's an epidemic of sleeplessness that's out there. You got that right. It, it's, it's more of an epidemic than you think, Jim. It, it's really shocking to me as I've gotten deeper and deeper into the health field, just how pervasive insomnia is and sleeping problems, especially age related. So yeah, keep going. Tell us how yeah. important sleep is because it's not it's not just how long you sleep too. It's the restfulness of that sleep, isn't it? Exactly. So you know, there's different levels of you know. Some people can get sleep, but they're getting that light sleep, um, maybe, or uh, you know, because you want to get that deeper and that REM sleep that that's there. So it's not only the quantity; it's also the the quality of sleep. And so you know, we're familiar with all the sleep hacks, but just making sleep a priority, right? Um, because that's when people feel like. I got to do a lot of trainings from at universities, from Caltech to Harvard, helping them to study better and such. And they feel like that pulling all nighters is going to help them study better. And it's absolutely not true. And um, there's diminishing returns that actually could hamper and hurt you by not sleeping. Because that's, again, where you're where you're learning. You actually do a lot of sleep learning because that's where your brain integrates everything. So making it a priority, having a regular time to, to go to sleep each night, you know, avoiding all the stimulants that you have, getting rid of the blue lights. Although you must see this all the time, you know, people that you work with and speaking around the world that people are always on their phones, right? The first thing that's the last thing they look at at night, first thing they pick up on in the morning and such. But that blue light, you know, helps, you know, it hampers the secretion of melatonin. And all these issues that we have, and also I'm all for social media, and I, I think it's great to connect with people. And and I, you know, I go on for a, a set amount of time each day to see what my friends are up to and get inspiration and, and information. The ch- the challenge is it's also dr- driving us to distraction because every single time you see like a little red dot there that you know where you get likes and you get these dopamine fixes, it's training us to just lose our attention and it's rewiring our brain. And so I would avoid. You know, I don't sleep personally with, you know, I try to eliminate the EMFs in, in my sleeping areas. You know, that the, the bedroom is really only for, for one or two activities and that's it. I don't do work there. I don't do any of that stuff. And, and all the other, you know, blackout curtains and all the and grounding pads, all the things that, you know, just focus on your sleep. That would be a big thing. Ariana Huffington, you know, I remember having conversations with her. She's like, you know, sleep your way to the top, <laughs> literally get sleep and that'll help you become more successful. So that would be number, number seven. Number eight is brain protection. Uh, and what I mean by that is that your brain is very resilient, but it's fragile too. I got to work a lot, a number of times with Will Smith, who I'm, I'm a fan of, and he did this movie recently called Concussion. And, and people don't realize that that impact, the trauma that it has on the brain, and how you know how it's related to all these all these things from depression to, to suicides and everything. It's just wear a helmet, avoid extreme sports where you could get have brain damage. So need is brain protection, just a reminder, just to protect your brain. Finally, number nine and ten for brain health, I would say number nine is new learnings. And what I mean by that is. We've discovered more about the human brain more in the past 20 years than the previous 2000 years. And what we know is it has, it has incredible potential and power. Things like neurogenesis, uh, neuroplasticity, that we could create new brain cells to the day we die. Neuroplasticity meaning your brain is like plastic in a good way, that it's malleable, that we can make new connections, that Einstein's brain wasn't larger than everyone else's. In fact, it was smaller, but he had more connections in certain areas of his brain because he would do these thought experiments. And the way you promote neurogenesis the birth of new brain cells and neuroplasticity, no matter your age, is just, it's really just two things. It's nutrients, giving it the, the oxygen and nutrients it needs, and also 
exercise, new thoughts, novelty, just like with the physical body. If you want to build better brain muscles, if you will, mental muscles, it's just like the exercise, you, you challenge it. So lifelong learning is number nine. And and also it adds to longevity. Even this, this the theme of this, this conference, I mean, who doesn't want to live longer, but also live better, right? And there was a study done on these super nuns, and it was on the cover of Time magazine. They wanted to find out how these nuns were living in their 80s, 90s above. And they found out half of it had to do with their emotional gratitude and their faith. But the other half had to do throughout this community, they, they were just lifelong learners. Those It added years to their life, but also life to their years. And that's, that's for me what longevity is. And finally, number 10, this is the big one is uh, people don't think about it because it's like fish don't see the water that they're in. It's um, number, number 10 is stress management. People are so stressed. It's not until they go off the grid. And I've had the opportunity Apo, to go on retreats with you to different places and we're in rainforest. It's not until you get unplugged that you could actually replug into life, right? You disconnect to reconnect and stress management. We don't realize how much stress. Like I remember I was in the Amazon rainforest. In, in Ecuador and we were actually we were hiking and we came across this indigenous tribe and, and this, and we were the first contact ever with this Western contact with this tribe. And by the second night, we were eating with them. By the third day, we were playing with our kids and then we we're doing these shamanic journeys. I mean, it was epic. But from there, I had to fly. Um, after being there for, for weeks, I had to fly into Los Angeles. And you, you know, when you're on a plane, you're, you're landing at the LAX and you see smog and you see traffic. Yeah. You see marketing yeah. billboards. I mean, that's what I'm saying. We don't realize how much stress we contain that we're habitualized until it's like gone. So all I'm saying is stress management, whatever stress management is for you, body work, healing therapies, Reiki, um, you know, meditation, make time. And these 10 things, like I just say, they're, they're common sense, but they're not common practice. And I just challenge anyone who's listening, you know, you, you could be good with some of these. But you really need, everyone always wants to know the one thing, the one thing, the one thing. And I, and I really, I don't think there's a silver bullet. I think you have to do, 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 do all the things that, that are just good for you. And like, if you do all this and don't sleep, that's not going to work. If you do all this and don't manage your stress, that's not going to work. You know, you do all this, but don't like, if you're around crappy people that bring you down, that's not going to work. You do all this and eat, you know, horrible food. That's not going to work. So just, just do it all and notice the areas that you need improvement on. Don't feel guilty about it. Just make, make progress. That's all. That was great, Jim. Thank you so much. Now, for everybody listening, that was Jim Quick, quicklearning.com, K-W-I-K. So he, he is a quick learner, but struggled to get to where he is today, as we all have, in order to be able to teach those things that he is really a master of, and he's bringing to the Longevity Conference. Quicklearning.com, K-W-I-K, learning.com. If you get, if you get on his Instagram, if you get on his Twitter, Facebook, you'll see he's always hanging out with some amazing people. You mentioned Ariana Huffington. I've seen him hanging out with Richard Branson. You'll see him hanging out with all kinds of interesting folks. Will Smith, as you mentioned. So track him on social media. He's going to be with us at the Longevity Now Conference. Again, the longevitynowconference.com. We're going to have an incredible weekend. A couple thousand people joining us from all over the world at the event. There's a, a great concept in yoga called Satsang, which means a, a collection of like-minded people. What a great idea to get together with a, with a group of like-minded people. And as Jim was saying, you remember, I think it was number five in your list there, Jim, was you got to get around people who are, who are yeah. like, you know, they're going to drive you up and, and drive you, you know, to believe in yourself. And those top five people in your life have got to be supporting your, your growth. And I look forward to seeing you at this event. And, and I just really can't overemphasize how important events are. David and I, we met at an, an event. And they, they're changing lives. It's not only just the ideas you learn at an event, but it's the individuals. People come for the content, but it's really powerful is what Avocado is talking about is the connection. 
the content and the connections. And something about being at an event, multi-day, deep immersion, from a learning perspective, I'm a learning coach, it's like when you're there, there's no distractions. I love online programs and I'll watch videos and I'll read books. But here, like, you know, you have life. I mean, there you have life coming at you and you have your kids and you have work and everything. But how often do you really have to spend a couple of days where people are whispering health and genius and greatness and longevity into your ears and you're around people that inspire you and encourage you and there's no distractions. You just, you get the results. And uh, I've made some of the greatest friends, including yourself at these kind of events. So I can't, over- if you have the ability to be there uh, live in person, I look forward to meeting you. Completely agree. Events changed my life. Uh, I used to be the guy at the event who would spend the most money, actually. And I, I remember listening to a Mark Victor Hansen presentation where he said, somebody asked him who was the smartest person in the audience. He said, the, the one who gets all his stuff. And I thought, God, is that his ego or is he really right? And I thought, well, I want to be the guy who gets all the stuff and all the, the whatever, the health seminars, the success seminars, the peak learning seminars. And that, you know, that led to, to my life being what it is. It's really been a, a study of all these great events that have been to over the years. So I want to appreciate you for saying that. I know we, I'm speaking for both of us when I say to everybody listening that Jim Schwick and I are wishing you all, everybody out there, the best day ever.